Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You gotta come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Cooterie Board. Trust me, you're gonna love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. All right, we welcome in everybody listening in on the podcast side and radio side of Spaced Out Radio, including Bill WD-40, who is lubing us up for tonight's show, as we appreciate all of you tuning us on into Spaced Out Radio. Our guest, David Goggin, is here. The Super Chat is open on the website. Don't forget, you can go to our website, spacedoutradio.com, and you can... Check us on out. Get some nice swag. Hey, people, we do not have ugly swag here. We do not. All right? So go get some. You're going to want to wear some. Also, put on your calendar, May 10th through 12th, 2024. We have the next edition of the SOR Fan Party in Reno, Nevada, at the Silver Legacy Casino and Resort. Do me a favor, everybody. Throw up them horns. Let's rock. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world... This, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at spaced out radio, Instagram at spaced out radio show, and you can join us on Patreon at the SOR Space Travelers Club. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the news wire, check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier by visiting Chive Charities today. You can find them on our website. We got a great show of information coming up to you momentarily as we are going to be joined by author David V. Gagan about what it's like to live through eternity. Oh, it's going to be a good one tonight. Then in hour number three, Steve Stockton joins us with another spooky story. And I'm going to introduce you to Courtney Marcassani. She is going to be our fill-in for Tim Senor on the UFO Report. You're going to absolutely love her. You will, I promise. Throughout his life, David Gagan spent his free time in an exhaustive search for the most plausible answers he could find to the classic questions regarding our existence. Who are we? Is there a God? Why is the cosmos here? 
How shall we live our life? What is important? Like most of us, for years, David was confused by life's illusions, but after an exhaustive search through religious texts, ancient Eastern and Western history, science, metaphysics, philosophy, and paranormal experiences, he found that the truth is available to anyone committed to search for it. Ooh, doesn't this sound a little cheeky? I think it does. I'm looking forward to it. And his book, which can be found at David Goggins, Dot com that we are searching for right now is our eternal existence. So make sure you add that one to your library. David Gaggett, welcome to Spaced Out Radio for the first time. A pleasure to have you here, my friend. How are you? Thanks, Dave. I'm great, and it's great to be here. Well, you know what? We are covering a very big subject tonight because there are really only two major questions that involve humanity. Number one, why are we here? And number two, is there life out there? And these are two questions that you are tackling one of them pretty hard, at least, with your brand new book that you have out called Our Eternal Existence, A Metaphysical Perspective of Reality. And I'm very curious to see what, after everything you have gone through in life and experienced in life, why do you want to tackle this subject? Dave, Dave, this has been my uh, my search since I was a, a, a probably a teenager, and uh, I uh, I became an engineer because I had to make a living. But uh, I always wanted to know what uh, what's going on. Why am I here? Who am I? And 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 where is here? And what's our purpose? So you know, I tackle it now because I've retired. And uh, I've had more time to uh, to continue to search and uh, found some interesting answers that I thought I'd share with people. So I got to tell you this, and I've, and I've said this a few times on this show, the thought of death absolutely fears me. The reason why is, is this. I, can, I come from a creationist family. I'm not religious, but I still have a strong belief that there is something out there that makes us continue. But it's that small inkling, David, of what if, what if there is no afterlife? What if the Bible is wrong? What if all religious script is wrong? What if the the ghosts are our imagination and Darwin was right that we come from dust and we end back in dust. And that freaks the hell out of me, my friend. Absolutely freaks me out to the point where I have anxiety attacks over it, believe it or not. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> I, uh, I, I, I can understand your concern. But if you look and if you search... There is really only one reasonable conclusion that you can come to, and it's that indeed there is life after death. Everything points that direction, everything. But you have to search for it, Dave, and nobody can convince you that that that's the answer. You have to convince yourself. So what convinced you that... There is something more out there, whether it's God, whether it's just, uh, you know, what people call source, maybe it's aliens. 
whatever it may be, what convinced you that this short time we have on earth is really just for the physical body and not the metaphysical soul? You know, it was a, it was a process. Uh, I, of course, grew up uh, in the science community and uh, was, uh, was raised an Episcopalian. So I was, I was taught, for one, that reincarnation doesn't exist. And uh, I, uh, I, I, that was ingrained into me until I, until I read a book by, uh, by Brian, uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, Many Lives, Many Masters. And this was many years ago. He, I think it was, he wrote the book in, I think, 1988. And, and I looked at it and I thought, boy, there's something here. I, I, I'm not sure I'm convinced, but there is something here. And then the more I looked, the more I searched, the more near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences that uh, I read about, uh, um, the more channeling that I ran into, um, the more it pointed in, in one direction. This couldn't possibly be an accident. This life you know, we, we've got the science tells us uh, we got a Big Bang theory and the Big Bang theory says this was all just potluck and uh, everything that happened is just a coincidence. Well, it's it's inconceivable that it's a, con- a coincidence, not you look around and everything, everything that exists couldn't just have happened all on its own. Somebody some mind had to be behind it. And that is a very human answer. And I agree with you on that. I think, I think you're bang on with that. I do. But there's a lot, including many scientists out there who would argue uh, the difference that saying like the, the planet isn't 6,000 years old. It's millions upon millions, if not billions of years old, you know, and, um, carbon dating has been able to, to do that. How do you take on that argument? Well, you know, I, I think, uh, I certainly don't follow the religions. I think, uh, I think it is very old. How old it is, I, I really don't have a clue. If they, somebody tells me it's 5 billion years old, uh, what am I going to say? Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but it's, it's old. Uh, I, I don't think religion really gives you the answer if you take the full religion. I think the religious texts are interesting. I think the, uh, the pot has been stirred by people with other motivations along the way. Um, I, I, uh, I think the Bible has good information in it, but I think there's a lot in there that uh, is questionable at best. And I think uh, all of the religions, I think uh, Hinduism, I don't know if you've ever read some of those old uh, texts, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, the Puranas and uh, and such. Uh, very interesting uh, things that have been written. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, they say 5,000 years ago, but I think there was a lot of oral tradition before that. Uh, you know, if you look at all of the different uh, major religions, I think they offer something of of value, and but I think you've got to be very careful with every every one of them because there's other motivations involved. You have to get your information 
from multiple sources. Religion's only one. Science is only one. I mean, science has got all kinds of trouble with their quantum mechanics and relativity trying to figure out how that works and why that makes sense. So, and, and the trouble with science is science, science is a very, very new uh, 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 subject. It's, you know, it's, it's probably been around, you know, what, maybe 300 years at, at best. I mean, there was some engineering before then, but most of science has been around for, you know, probably 50, 100 years. And if you, if you looked at it, uh, it's in its infancy. And what science is going to tell us in in a hundred years, or a thousand years, or ten thousand years, is going to be a totally different story than what it's telling us today. So, to mainstream it, where do we have it right, and where do we have it wrong when it comes to understanding eternity? I I think the mainstream science has it wrong right from the beginning. I think when it says it's potluck and that was it, everything's an accident, I'd say right from the beginning, mainstream science is is just plain wrong. I think religion's a lot closer when they say there's a spirituality behind it. But the trouble with religion, as I mentioned earlier, is that you have you have a lot of people that have other motivations besides searching for truth. They've got, they, they, they're trying to get, uh, well, a lot of them are just trying to make money and have power and they have for years and years and they're struggling now with that concept. But it's, uh, you know, the mainstream science, I think the big problem is, is saying, hey, the physical world is all there is. And as a result, they can't explain hardly anything when it comes to uh, paranormal activities and such like that. None of that is explainable with, uh, with science. And even, even their quantum mechanics is not explainable with science. Their duality, it just, it, it, you, can, you can explain it with metaphysics, but you can't explain it with science yet. Science will get there, there yeah, but it's going to take a while. When we look at, say, the religious side of everything, I'm a firm believer that, you know, spirituality is one thing and and religion is man-made. You know, the texts may be the same, but look how many different interpretations we've had from people over the decades via what the Bible is. Okay, it's a very controversial subject, to say the least. So where, biblically speaking, does this come into play about proving eternal existence? You know, I don't. I don't think uh, religion does uh, prove in, uh, eternal existence. I, 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 I think there is eternal existence, but I don't think religion proves it. Religion's based on faith, and and you know, faith is a hard thing to have, especially for me. You know, you have to. You know, you can fool other people on other things, but when you're trying to convince yourself what's going on. Uh, you, you need more than faith. You need to have. You need to look at the situation, all the data, and say what makes the most sense. And if it all points in one direction, then that's the way you go. You know, it's it's really no different than engineering. You go and you say, okay, 
you know what you know you have a problem and and you, you look at uh, whatever your solutions are potential solutions and you say what makes the most sense and you go with it and that's the way you have to approach the uh, your view of eternity spirituality metaphysics metaphysics and spirituality i i I put them in the same uh, same bracket. I think they're the same thing. Basically, it's trying to look at a bigger a bigger piece of reality. Uh, ESP has to fit in. You know, science they don't want to consider ESP. But if you're gonna if you're gonna look at the whole problem, you gotta you gotta put all the pieces in there. How many different pieces did you look at to come to your own conclusions, which we will get into a little bit later on in the show? Dave, I couldn't count them. I, I honestly couldn't count them. I had so many different ones. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, uh, near-death experiences was uh, a, a very interesting one for me. Um, there's, uh, you know, obviously out of body experiences I found, uh, fascinating. I found a lot of the channeled information from, uh, uh, the entity Michael and, um, uh, with Jane Roberts through, uh, uh, Seth, uh, obviously all of the old, uh, the old text, I found that the, that the philosophy, the farther back you went on both East, both Eastern and Western philosophy, uh, the more accurate it seemed to be. We seemed to lose our way somewhere along the line. And, and uh, you know, that all makes sense. So the psychology makes sense. And in, and in all honesty, a lot of the science makes sense. Metaphysics explains quantum theory better than science does. So it's, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's everything that I looked at all added up. I, I honestly couldn't count them. How fun was the journey? Was it? I str- loved it. Was it stressful? Uh, you know, I'll tell you. When I first started to look, I didn't know what I'd find. And, and that part was a little stressful. Because that, to me, you know, I've been working on this for well over 50 years. And... Uh, to me, yeah, you know, you'd get I'd get bits and pieces along the way, and sometimes it looked like a good story, and sometimes it looked like it might not be a good story. So I'd say there was a little bit of stress until it started to come together. Just wondering, what the heck was it? What was what was I going to find? What was the answer going to be? And and that yeah, I'll say that was uh, a little stressful, not terribly, because I was working and busy as could be during my uh, career. But I, uh, uh, you know, there was a little stress to it. Okay, so at first, what what were the first questions that you had that you wanted to try and solve? Because it always starts with one question. Well, I I wanted to. Uh, one I wanted to know was religion right, and and when I was in, when I was in, oh I'd say, you know, thirteen maybe fourteen, you know I I remember sitting in uh, sitting in in the church looking around at the stained glass windows, and uh, hearing the rhetoric from the uh, minister, and I remember thinking. 
I don't know what the right answer is, but this isn't it. And, and I think I just wanted to find out what the right answer was. There were so many questions. I, I started out with religion because that's what I was, I was brought up in. And it didn't take long for me to finally say, this, this is not, this is not going to work. It has to be something else. I didn't know what that something else was, but I, I think the very beginning was, uh, it was looking at religion and saying, I'm not buying it. Okay. So once you got through the religious side, how do you switch over to metaphysics or, or what we would label as the woo side over here, you know, getting into channeling, getting into paranormal, getting into the idea of, of people who've experienced uh, near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences? I, I started with science, religion and science, and science was easy because that's what I was trained in. Uh, I went to religion, looked at them all. Couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't see an answer there. Uh, then I went to uh, uh, Eastern and Western philosophy and, and history, and I started getting some interesting uh, clues there. And then I went to uh, psychology, and that started to become very interesting. And that's where you had uh, hypnotic regression. And that, which is Brian Weiss, and uh, and 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 then I slowly started looking at the ESP side of it. I said, "Well, if that's, you know, if, if hypnotic regression is true, and and what I did is, you know, I, I read a number of books on hypnotic regression, and then I'm thinking, well, all these guys are trying to make money from the, with these books. I want, I wonder what." what the guys that are just doing the psychiatrists that are just doing this for, for a living are finding. So I went and interviewed these guys and they said, Oh, we find the same stuff. All those books says we're, we're finding that with, 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 uh, you know, uh, many, many of our patients were able to go back into their past lives. So I'm beginning to think, well, you know, these guys aren't trying to make money. I mean, you know, they're, they're, psychologists but they don't have to tell me anything and and when they started backing hey everyone i'm jonathan allen proud owner of the blowfly bar and grill here in gulfport mississippi on beautiful bayou bernard inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers seafood and steaks you got to come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder the best-selling shrimp po' boy and our version of a great charcuterie board the bayou cooterie board trust me you're gonna love it bring some friends so ladies and gentlemen welcome to the all-new blowfly bar and grill Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This stuff up. Then I started looking farther and farther and uh, in, in other areas. Hmm. How many different trails did you have to go down to make it possible for this book? Wow. 
uh, a lifetime of them. I, 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 I looked at so many places and I read so many things. I mean, this is what I did. I, I traveled a lot and I had, you know, many, many hours in hotel rooms and uh, airports and airplanes. And, you know, I spent my spare time doing this, going down one trail after another to see if I could figure out what was going on. And then I had a radio show. I, you know, as I told you about 10 years ago, I, I had uh, a radio show, which I called the Common Sense Spirituality Show. And I had these fabulous guests on that uh, gave me other information to uh, places to look, people to people, people to talk to. And uh, it, it's, uh, you know, that many, 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 many places. It's hard to say. More importantly, with a minute to go here, what did you learn about yourself going on this journey? I learned that I was far greater than I appeared to be, as is everybody. There was so much more to me than than what I see here. Uh, it's uh, staggering who we really are, what we really are, why we're here, and uh, you know what our purpose is. It's a lot of faith in yourself. It's a lot of faith in everybody on the planet. Hey, we haven't blown each other up yet. <laughs> no, not yet. But even if we do, we'll just appear somewhere else. Yeah, and, and and we'll all have learned a big lesson. Well, we can only hope. We can only <laughs> hope, my friend, uh, David. I'm going to get you to hold on right there because. We are going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour, a quick first half hour on Spaced Out Radio tonight with author David V. Goggin. DavidGoggin.com is his website where you can find his brand new book called Our Eternal Existence, A Metaphysical Perspective of Reality. Oh, isn't that just a power title right there? We're going to get into it. What is death like when we return? on Spaced Out Radio. I don't know. I haven't died. Some of you have and came back. We're going to learn more about it when we return on the Mighty SOR right after this. All right, we are clear. Don't forget our YouTube uh, channel can hear. But uh, what a lovely start to this show, man. Great start. Thank you. Well, Well, thank you. It's it's a it's a fascinating topic as far as I'm concerned. You having fun so far? I am. I always enjoy these, Dave. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. They are fun. They are <clears throat> pushing the limits of uh, of what we know. Mm-hmm. Very true. How often do you do this show, Dave? Five nights a week. Wow. Wow. What what town are you in? I live in a small community called 100 Mile House. Okay. It is a uh, tiny community of 2,000 people, and uh, we don't even have a McDonald's. <laughs> you are small. Yep. I didn't know it existed. Any place that didn't have a McDonald's. Trust me, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. How's your weather there? 
Um, unseasonably warm. Is it? Yeah. Uh, last week we dipped into the cold, but it warmed up this week. Supposed to be uh, warm this week. And then oh, hopefully it starts dropping. But it's really um, moderate right now. Okay. You get a lot of snow up there, or are you in one of those little valleys that... Oh, no. We we get snow. (laughs) We're just waiting for it, because when the snow falls, it does not leave until April. I uh, believe that. I believe that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be good. It'll be good. I don't mind it. See how this long. Well, I used to live in Boston, and then uh, when I retired, I said enough is enough, and I'm in Florida these days. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Now you just got hurricanes to deal with. Well, I had a hurricane. I live on Sanibel, little island that got run over by Hurricane Ian last uh, a year ago in uh, September. So we've been putting everything back together again. I had three feet of water in my house. Oh, my. Yeah, it's a fine mess. Where do you evacuate to in that situation? (laughs) One of the few people that actually evacuated to a flood zone. So I got off the island, but we still had about a couple of feet of water uh, on the street that, uh, that I really didn't expect it to be that bad. Everybody on the street lost their car except mine because I have an SUV that has just a little bit bigger tires. I think I got away with another inch or two, and uh, uh, I saved it. But, you know, you're supposed to go well inland or up, but, you know, it's very hard to tell because you don't know where the hurricane's going. So it's it it can be challenging evacuating. Your best bet is to live up north uh, during hurricane season. I don't anymore. I used to. See, we do have to dodge forest fire season here. We got all the, okay. We got very I'll lucky you, here. You can't go somewhere without having nature uh, hanging over your head. I don't think there's any place you can go. There's yeah. always going to be something. True that. True that. True that. Let's see here. Uh, no, it's not supposed to snow until uh, Friday, I believe. <laughs> Friday and then Saturday, we get a reprieve. Sunday, um, let's see here. Oh, shoot. Hit the wrong button. Uh, Sunday is a mixture of everything. So, oh, there's only a 40% chance of snow. On Friday. Do you do anything in the snow? Do you ski or? Uh... Um, I I used to ski, uh, but my knees are too shot now to Got ski. It. Uh, I loved skiing, but just like everything else, I did it way too hard. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, now that you're fifty, you pay for it, right? <laughs> and, you do. And so, uh, what I I don't snowmobile. My I just haven't got into that. Sometimes I ice fish. Uh, most of the time, uh, if I am outside in the snow, um, I I like to go to the lakes that are frozen and go play some hockey. Oh, okay. That's always fun. 
Yeah, it's a little yeah. tough on the knees, though, too. Yeah, but it's much better. Hold on a second here. we got five seconds. Thank you, Louie, Jennifer, and Kira for the super chats. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the second half hour of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate burning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. want to remind everybody that if you miss portions of this show or others, you can check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join me on Patreon by joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. Here we go, second half hour with author David Gagan. He's got a brand new book out called our Eternal Existence, a Metaphysical Perspective of Reality. And we're going to get deep into this tonight. So, David, welcome back. And I'm going to fire the first big question off to you right off the bat. This, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences here. What is death? Okay. What is death? Death is just a transition to uh, another uh, another plane, another field, if you will, the astral field. It's just basically changing your focus from the physical world to the astral world. That's fundamentally what death is. We're here on this planet. uh, We're eternal beings, spirits, if you will, having a physical experience. So our consciousness, our body, or part of our consciousness, I should say, and our body are here in the physical world. But the rest of us, and there's a lot left of us, of our consciousness, is in the physical, is in the astral plane, and all we do is return to it. That's all death is. So how come we can't remember? Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Allen, proud owner of the Blowfly Bar and Grill here in Gulfport, Mississippi on beautiful Bayou Bernard, inviting all of you to come check out a great locals restaurant serving some really great burgers, seafood, and steaks. You got to come try some of our fan favorites like the stuffed flounder, the best-selling shrimp po' boy, and our version of a great charcuterie board, the Bayou Couterie Board. Trust me, you're going to love it. Bring some friends. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new Blowfly Bar and Grill. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com our previous lives because if if we did it would be a a total disaster for us we work with the same individuals life after life and sometimes there are parents sometimes there are kids sometimes there are friends uh sometimes there are antagonists uh 
it would be a total disaster if you were able to remember other people. And also, if you knew, we're here, we're here to learn. And if you knew all the answers right from the beginning, you couldn't, you couldn't experience and learn what you want to learn. So what are we trying to learn through all of this? We're, 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 we're evolving our consciousness, and we have numerous purposes. There are some, some major purposes that everybody has. In other words, understanding one of them is understanding uh, our individual nature, because consciousness is, is, uh, has a dual nature. And one of them is a web-like consciousness, and the other is individual. Well, we're always, we never lose our individual, even when we have a, uh, 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 even when we're in the, uh, a more of a web-like condition. It's no different than quantum physics, where, where they, sh- they, uh, they, they, they tell you, this is mainstream science, says that a particle has a dual nature. And one of the natures is a, as a particle, and, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, electron. Electron can be a particle or a wave. And it's hard to believe that an electron can be a wave, but it can. And so can light. Light can be a photon or it can be a ray. Well, we have the same nature. So, so we, have, we have an individual nature and a web-like nature. When we're normally... In the uh, in the universal consciousness or Tao or whatever you want to call it, we we are we experience our web-like nature more than we do our individual. Well, here one of our major focuses is the individual uh, nature that we have. Another is responsibility. We're learning that if you're an individual, you have personal responsibility, and you have to and you have to learn how to handle that. And that's what we're doing. We make decisions. And if we make a bad decision, we suffer for it. So it's teaching us to make the right decisions. There's a number of different things that we're here for. But as a general purpose, there's, there are several general things that we're trying to learn. As an individual, there's many, many particular things. And each individual has their own set of uh, purposes uh, for in, in each life. Okay, so once we are done all these lessons, what are we supposed to learn? Where do we go when we've graduated from life high school? It's an eternal process. You, once you learn enough about... about uh, yourself in this physical world maybe you want to go and and uh and and run a star maybe you want to go somewhere else and do something else there's an infinite number of things that you can do now you know the the learning process takes a long time there's there's a lot to learn so we go through these cycles and we cycle through the various spiritual portions of the uh, of of the universe, and the universe has uh, seven different fields, six of which we cycle through. The physical field is the first one, and by far the most difficult. And then 
we go to the astral plane, the astral field, if you will, and, and that's where we are when we're not incarnating. When we're done, our series of incarnations, then we'll go off to the, uh, uh, we'll leave the astral plane, we'll go to the causal plane, and then we'll move on to the mental plane, the messianic plane, and the Budaic plane, and then you go back into the, into the Tao, into the psychological uh, realm, and then decide if you want to do it again or you want to do something else. Wow. Okay. And so you are a believer in reincarnation then? Yeah, I'll tell you, it took me 10 years from the time I read uh, Brian Weiss's book till I finally said, this is the only way it can be. 10 years before I could convince myself that that had to be the way. So you mentioned it would be dangerous to remember previous lives. It would be difficult. It wouldn't be dangerous. It would be difficult to have the experiences that you wanted if you had more information and you saw the people that you'd worked with before in, uh, in another role. It, you just couldn't have the experience. So when we reincarnate then, after death... Do we get to choose what we want to be when we come back? Like, say, I wanted to be a beautiful purple butterfly or a great white shark or, or a camel. <coughs> camel, pardon me. Could I do that? No, you've done that. You've, you've already been there, and you, you've moved on to us. You have a sentient soul, which means that you have reason and intelligence, and so you can't be a butterfly anymore. Uh, you can experience what it's like to be a butterfly, but you can't, you can't come down here and you wouldn't want to come down here to be a butterfly or a camel because you've done that. You've, you've, you've evolved past that. You could, you could be a, a dolphin or a whale, a sentient uh, 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 being that they are, the cetaceans are. But once you, once you decide in each one of these cycles, as I just mentioned, we cycle through all of these these uh, realms. Uh, once you've picked a certain a certain uh, path, you stick with it. In other words, you'll stick with humanity until you're done this cycle, and then you'll go around and you'll probably you know you'll go to some other planet. You won't come back to this planet because you'll want different experiences. But you'll probably stay on this planet, probably most, you know, for your entire uh, physical cycle here. And then when you uh, when when you get back to the town, you say, "Okay, what am I going to do?" You, you, you'll you, you can pick something else. But you wouldn't. You'd never pick a camel, for example. You oh. wouldn't go back. You'd go for something that was more challenging. Okay. So, what about if I wanted to be an extraterrestrial? Easy. Piece of cake. You say it's a piece of cake. Explain that to me who has no understanding of that. If you, if you would, you would, because what you would do is you would go and you'd pick another planet because you wouldn't come back to earth. And by definition, if you're on another planet, you're an extraterrestrial. So you're going to be an extraterrestrial on your next cycle. And you were, this is, it's highly unlikely 
that this is your first cycle. You've probably had at least a half a dozen and maybe and, and maybe a dozen uh, previous cycles. So on every one of those, you were undoubtedly on another on another planet because you wouldn't you wouldn't want the same experiences. You want to have as many your soul wants to have as many experiences as they possibly can. So you'd want different experiences. So you would be an extraterrestrial. You might not be in one of the UFOs that's buzzing around here, but you could be. Wow. See, that's what I want. I, w- I want to go somewhere where I can fly the ship and go travel the cosmos. You know, if I want to, you know, take a date to to the moon and back, I can do that. That's what I would like well, to do. I'll tell you, Dave, when you, when you die, before you come back, you can travel around the universe all you want. You can go visit other cultures. It's a it's very easy moving around once you're once you're off of this uh, this difficult space time uh, 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 area, and you uh, you know you you until you decide to come back, you know you you can do whatever you want to do, and that's one of the things people like to do. So travel you travel around. What else is going on? So you get to choose your time on when you want to re- reincarnate. Absolutely. See, for, Absolutely. for me, I'm not sure if I if I believe that because I know there's a very passionate video out there on YouTube about reincarnation after 9-11, where a couple of years after 9-11, children started being born and having recollections and recalling their past lives of, of dying on that tragic day. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, most of the time, it's going to be a while before you come back. Again, you get to choose it. And that's one of the problems with Hinduism. They tell you, well, whatever your last thought was, was what you're going to have when you uh, when you reincarnate. And that and that is is basically nonsense. You 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 choose when you want to come back because you have to you have to plan your life. These lives that we live. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. As a nurse, the one thing you don't do is stand still. You're always going, doing, helping, thinking, solving, saving. Your nursing career shouldn't stand still either. Post University can help you move it forward from RN to BSN, from BSN to MSN, even from MSN to DNP. Learn more about our accredited programs at post.edu. Start taking steps toward an advanced degree. Apply now to Post University. Post makes it personal. Are are extremely well planned out. And and so you wouldn't it's it's a very small period of time when you think about when you think about it might take you uh, half a million years to, to cycle through the, uh, all of these uh, spiritual planes in a single cycle, and you, you might only be alive on this planet for four, 5,000 years. So 
you have to make the most of them. So you have to do a great deal of planning. So the people that come back really quickly are the ones that left too early. They didn't get they didn't get done what they wanted to do. And so they they have, you know, they come back very quickly and um uh, uh and 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 try to pick up where they left off but it's not wise to come back so quickly i mean you can i mean it's you you can do what you want to do uh it, you're you're running your evolution you get a lot of advice from from very highly uh intelligent uh spirits that have nothing but your best interest at heart but ultimately you can decide it's your choice and if you want to come back real quick, you can. And that's one of the things Ian Stevenson, uh, I don't know if you remember him. I mentioned him in, in uh, Our Eternal Existence. He was the head of psychology at the University of Virginia. And he did a great deal of studying into uh, kids that remembered their past lives. And, and they remembered them until they were usually... Oh, four or five, they'd be remembering uh, a past life where they lived at, you know, near, near, relatively nearby. And, uh, and uh, the, the parents eventually would take them to the village that they, that they knew. And they were able to identify the house and go in and identify the people and, and convince the people that, yes, indeed, they were their, you know, their deceased father or brother or whoever who ended up dying not all that long before uh the child was born and and it's interesting by the age of uh oh uh, a teenager they virtually all forgot uh that the, uh, their p- past life but they remembered it when they were a small child but these people died usually early and didn't really finish what they were trying to do or what they felt they needed to do in this life. Okay. When you're signing up for your next life, how do you even choose that? Because there's a lot of garbage that goes on, okay, out there. And I personally can't see myself or anybody that I know signing up to be abused physically or sexually by their parents or to be abandoned or to live in an area where there's extreme poverty and, and no running water and, and, uh, you know, uh, bugs that eat out of your eyeballs. Okay. Like they do in Africa. I don't see anybody signing up for that in a reincarnation. Yeah. They, they, they can either be, uh, the much younger souls that are just trying to get their, their feet wet on uh, on on uh, learning how to live on this planet, or they can be very advanced souls that want to have uh, want to have unusual experiences. Uh, so it's uh, you know it, it can be somewhere in the middle, but uh, your your uh, your soul is the one that makes the difference. What what you're looking at and what you experience is the personality. And, and that's a small piece of your actual self. Your mind and consciousness is so much greater than the ego that, that you see the world through. So there's a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different things that they want to learn. And they do. People, and, and I'll tell you, you rotate through 
And I, I, I can almost guarantee you that uh, at some time or another, you've had some difficult lives. They might be karmic lives. I mean, some of these people, I mean, I, my last life, I was, a, I was a karmic life and I was a uh, Japanese soldier that got blown away. Wow. So uh, how does karma play into this? Well, karma, <clears throat> karma, uh, if you, if you, as an individual on the planet, uh, keep somebody else from, from having their, their own free will. We have free will. We can do anything we want. Uh, we have a plan, but then we forget the plan. So, uh, but our inner self doesn't forget the plan. Inner self guides us, but all they can do is guide us. It's our choice, the ego's choice at what it does. And if the ego decides to make a bad decision and cut somebody else off from having free will, they've got to pay them back all the energy that they put into that effort. And, and the energy, uh, it, it includes not just the energy they spent on, on, on uh, uh, the physical planet, but also all the planning and all the effort that went in to trying to create a life that they wanted to live. So that's how karma uh, comes into play. You get a karmic ribbon that ties you to that other person, and you have to pay back that energy to them. Hmm. Okay, that, that's deep and interesting, to say the least. As we talk to author David Goggin tonight on Spaced Out Radio, his book, Our Eternal Existence, A Metaphysical Perspective of Reality. So where do the conditions that man or women, humankind, have kind of brushed off? Psychic ability, ESP, where do these come into play if we all have those abilities? Yeah, you do. What, what they are is our inner sense. We have five outer senses and that's what creates the reality. And so what we have, we sense the energy around us. But you have to sense it in a certain way to create your reality. So our five senses, right, the eyes, the nose, the ears, the, you know, the, the touch, the taste, uh, you know, it all paints a picture for us. And that picture is, is what, our, uh, what, we, what we sense and, and what we think is our reality. But when you die, you don't have your eyes and you don't have your nose and you don't have your ears, but you still experience the, the, the astral plane and quite frankly can experience, uh, see this, uh, this physical plane as well. And that's because we have an inner sense. And the inner sense is a fascinating uh, device where telepathy is your prime uh, mode of communication, but you have a number of different capabilities. I mentioned, uh, I think, about nine of them in our eternal existence, and and uh, it, it shows you what we can be. Well, the well, the what's happening with your ESP and a lot of your paranormal uh, activity is because. Those senses on some people are more developed than others. The more conscious that you become uh, as, as you evolve, the better you'll be able to use those, that inner sense. But most of that inner sense is cut off because it gets drowned out by 
our physical senses. And that's what it's designed to do so we can have these experiences. Why do most of us not have the do not why do most of us forget the ability to unlock these uh because they're more uh, they're they're more sophisticated and we're supposed to forget them there's but our 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 ego which is the part of our consciousness that controls our life that is bombarded by our physical senses so we it's not that we don't have those capabilities, but some people have them more developed than others. But most of us don't have them developed because we're not supposed to. We're supposed to experience the physical, the physical field. So that's it's, it's the way it's designed. As you evolve and as you keep coming back, some of those uh, senses, uh, you're able to uh, have more sophisticated ego and you also uh, get uh, get a chance to uh, work on your your ESP senses, but we all have them. How did you tune into yours? Uh, I uh, I don't I don't have nearly as strong as ones as uh, many other people do. My wife died six years ago, and my daughter, my youngest daughter, can communicate with her. My oldest daughter cannot. And when I want to communicate with her, I go to a medium. And it's extremely easy to determine if you're actually communicating with the person that you think you are. You, you can uh, expect a spouse, a parent, a child, a close friend, very easy. You don't tell the medium uh, anything except your name, their name, and your relationship, and that's it. They, they, the, the person that died will want to talk to you. They will want to communicate with you. So that person will say things that only you and that person know. I was married to my wife for 50 years. And when I talked to her, first... He hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Communication with your wife. David Goggin, author of a great book called Our Eternal Existence metaphysical perspective of reality can be found on his website davidgaggin.com we'll be back with the second hour of spaced out radio right after this stay tuned wonderful hour fast hour it did go fast mm-hmm. i agree Totally but it's, a, it, it's an interesting topic. I, you know, I tell you, I lay it all out in this, our eternal existence. And, uh, you know, and I, tr- I take you right from the beginning, which is I, I try to tell you about the universe and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. And then I get into the human condition and work my way up through the evolution, which where we go through the reincarnation and, and those other things. And then I get into the, the power of the beliefs, which is... Uh, uh, I mean, that's all we are, Dave. We're a mind. I hear and a you. Mind has has two products: uh, uh, thoughts and emo- and emotion. That's it. Beauty. And and uh, so you know, that's what we're trying to understand about ourselves. I'm going to take a quick break here. We got about okay. uh, four and a half minutes. I'm going to put you back in the green room, and I'll be right back. Okay. Sounds good. All right. There we go. You're in the green room. I'll be right back. 
these back on. I want to say a big thank you to Kira, Jennifer, and Louie for the great Super Chats. The Super Chat is a wonderful way to support what we do on this show on a nightly basis. High operation shutdown. Maggie, thank you for the Super Chat. Very much appreciate your love, Maggie. Thank you. Who else has joined us here? Mama Susan, how do you uh how you doing? Good to see you. Atlantis is found. Welcome back to SOR chat. Brian Dodd, welcome to SOR chat. Mm, let's see. Who else? Hi Renee. And Reximillions, welcome back, dude. All right, we bring in David here. And we got about 10 seconds. Reminder to everybody, you can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store on our website. We do not have ugly swag, people. We got clothes that you actually want to wear. Here comes our two. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Here we go with hour number two of Spaced Out Radio tonight. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate earning your listening ears. Wherever you are on this beautiful planet, we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, Talk Stream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Railophone. Railophone is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on the Space Travelers Club on Patreon. Here we go with author David Gagan tonight. We're talking about his book, Our Eternal Existence, A Metaphysical Perspective of Reality, and some of the stories that he is, the knowledge he has gained through doing this book has been absolutely amazing. You can find it at davidgagan.com. David, welcome back. Thank you, Dave. I'm telling you, the audience in the chat room tonight on YouTube is absolutely loving you tonight. So that's always a good sign. So good Thank job. You. That is good sign. All right. You were telling a story right before the break regarding your, I believe, your deceased wife. Right. Uh yeah. Let me start out by saying that if you want to convince yourself that there's life after death, the easiest way to do it is to go get in touch with somebody who's died. And it's it's incredibly simple. What you do is you go to them, you find a medium, you go tell them what you, your name, the person that you want to contact, and the relationship. That's all you say. That's it. And then uh, the person will show up because they want to talk to you. And it's easy for them to know that you want to talk to them because they keep an eye on you, and especially if you're a close relationship. But all you have to do is project your your thoughts and you can, you know, they'll they'll understand and, and they'll hear it. 
through a telepathic uh, situation. Anyway, what uh, what you do is the person knows that you need to be convinced that it's them. So they will say things to you, to the medium that will that will be relayed to you that could only come from the deceased person. When my daughter, you can, and you can't talk to them until they've died and they've been, they're pretty busy for about three or four months. And then you can get in touch with them and they'll, uh, uh, they'll say things. My daughter went uh, about a week before I did to this medium. My two daughters went. And they came back to me and they said, Dad, it was all about you. Mom told us all this stuff about, about you and what she wanted you to know. And my kids didn't have a clue of most everything that they relayed to me because it was between my wife and I. And when you're married for any period of time, you know, reasonably long period of time, you, you have things that is really nobody else's business. Uh, and, and nobody else would really care. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile. And T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. As a nurse, the one thing you don't do is stand still. You're always going, doing, helping, thinking, solving, saving. Your nursing career shouldn't stand still either. Post University can help you move it forward from RN to BSN, from BSN to MSN, even from MSN to DNP. Learn more about our accredited programs at post.edu. Start taking steps toward an advanced degree. Apply now to Post University. Post makes it personal. Uh, but, it, you know, there are things that only you two communicate with. And, and when that's relayed to you, you know that that's the person. If you wanted to go talk to George Washington, for example, you would have no idea if it was George Washington on the other end or not. But if it's somebody personal, then then you can do it. But what you first have to do is you have to go find somebody that will do that for you if you don't have the personal skills. And 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 if indeed you find somebody and they do not tell you these personal things, go find somebody else because they're not a real medium. Yeah, there are a lot of shysters you have to be careful of out there. Right. That That is right. completely for sure. I mean, as I've said on this show before, the one thing that I always love about a lot of psychic people is they're very quick to, per, to uh, predict the negative, but to predict the positive is always 6, 8, 10, 12 months away. And you wait that timeline, and it never, ever arrives. That's my complaint with the psychics out there. Change the system, people. Change the system. How do you know that you are actually communicating with your loved one? Because we're always told that when you try and communicate with the other side, you know, there's a lot of tricksters over there who can, uh, you know, try and be your grandmother or your, your child or your your spouse. If you If you know the person really well, it's easy to determine it because they will want to communicate with you. 
especially right after, relatively soon after they've uh, they've died, uh, but even earlier, uh, but but especially right after they've died, they want to tell you things, and and uh, so they will say things that you will know is them. They will use phrases. They will use. Uh, they will talk about instances. Uh, they'll, they'll they'll talk about things that the medium couldn't possibly know. So you can, it's not hard to convince yourself that you're talking to, you know, in my case, my wife, uh, but my, my father uh, and mother showed up un, uh, unexpectedly uh, uh, after, oh, I think it was the second or third time I was talking to my wife, they came, you know, the, and, and, and they said things, my father in particular said things, I know it was him. You know, because he 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 it was something that was between he and I. Now you can convince yourself. It's the easiest way to absolutely convince yourself that that death is 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 really just a step into another another uh, state. I hear you. I hear you there. Okay, you know, before we get some audience questions here, I, I do want to ask you in regards to your book about seeing yourself in a new light. How can you improve your life over reading this book and really taking advantage of every breath that you have? I think the biggest thing that you'll get out of this book is to realize that you control your life and it's your beliefs and your expectations that is actually manifesting the life you're living. And we don't realize that because there's a, there's a, a pretty good size delay because of the space-time uh, dimensions that we're in. But you, you are responsible and you get what you, uh, what, what you think about. If you, for example, focus on fear and, and you're, say, say your parents died of cancer and you're saying, well, geez, I hope I don't get cancer. And then what do you do? Every time, you know, a commercial comes on and they said, well, if you got a bad cough, you got cancer. So, you know, you think about all this stuff all the time. You read these articles. Well, all you're doing is attracting it to you. So you, what you need to realize is that you, it's your decisions that are causing the life that you're that you're living. There's no such thing as a victim. Victims don't exist. It's it's the decisions that you've made. Some might have been karmic from past lives, but in general, it's the decisions that you're making now because your beliefs are such that that you're uh, you're you've got you're making assumptions that aren't true, and you're causing the problems. And you don't have to do that. And the other thing you can do, I, I, I explain in the book how, you know, it's almost impossible to determine what your dreams mean. A lot of people do it, and it's a lot of fun to do it, I guess, for some people. But you can control your dreams. You can get your dreams to solve your problems because your dreams are run by your inner self, your inner consciousness, and it will solve your problems if you go about it right. So there's a there's a lot of things that you can get out of the book by just understanding the reality that you're in. How do, how do you take that as a positive though, knowing that every day you're closer to death? But death is a nothing. 
And what you'll find, you talk to these people who died, they're having a wonderful time. Now, here's the hard time. If you want to know where hell is, you're in it. It's it, it, the, the Death is, is, is a nothing. It's just going back and saying, okay, let's see how we, it's like a bit, this is like a business trip. Whereas you, you, you plan out what you're going to do. You go on the trip. You, you deal with things that are, uh, that come up that aren't exactly as planned. And then you go back and you analyze what happened on the trip. And that's what you're doing here. This is a, a little harder trip, but it's, uh, that's what it is. When you die, it's still you. It's still you having, you know, doing what you want to do. And it's not nearly as hard. This is the hard part. Dying is is not hard. Matter of fact, you plan your death. You plan it when you do your pre-life plan. Now you have options. And, you know, and and depending on the type of life that you live, you might have, uh, you know, you might die, you know, doing this or you know you might die early you might die middle life might die late it all depends on the options that you chose but uh you plan your death you know the spiritual world knows when you're going to die knows how you're going to die but you know it, most likely i mean it's not guaranteed because we have free will um but death is nothing to worry about and that's and that's a big thing that you know, i think you can get out of our eternal existence is is death is is really not much of an it's matter of fact it's a relief you're finally you know you've done all the hard work now you go back and analyze it and see how it went what about those who say that things like ghosts are stuck here they haven't gone to the light they haven't found where they're supposed to go for eternity yet yeah well it's not for eternity yet but 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 you're right, and that and that can happen. And what and what happens? And it doesn't happen to very many people, but the few there are people that are so focused on the physical plane that they can't change when they die. They either don't know they died; they're so focused, or they can't change their focus to the uh, to to the astral plane. So what do they do? They they lose their body, obviously. So they're not. Uh, on our level, uh, you know, we're in the physical plane and there's seven different levels within the physical plane. And, and every one of the planes has different levels. And we're on the fourth. And when, if you die, your consciousness, and if you can't refocus on the astral plane, again, it's unusual, you can, you can end up your aura, which is your ephemeral body. We have multiple bodies uh we have an astral body we have a causal body we have a physical body obviously well we have an ephemeral body which is our aura and that body goes to the sixth or seventh level and they can't do anything physically here but psychologically they can and every once in a while you can see them just like you can see somebody's aura every once in a while and they're not here permanently and they uh, but you know, sooner or later, they, you know, the spiritual world is able to get their attention and get them refocused. But for a while, they're here. And they, and all you have to do so to keep them from bothering you is to say, you know, you have to go, uh, go in peace, but be firm because they know that you're stronger than they are you know, mentally and, and they, they won't bother you. The only way they can cause you trouble is you, if you let them. 
if you allow them to to uh, psychologically uh, put fear into you, then if they're devious type types, and, and a lot, most of them aren't, but if they are, then they can give you a hard time psychologically, but it's because you let them. You, you, they, don't, they don't have any power over you unless you give it to them. But yeah, the apparitions, they, they, they exist. Yeah, they do. Okay, so if, if that's the case then, where do dreams come into play here? Because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of nightmares that happen in dreams. There's a lot of astral travel that happen in dreams. You know, uh, there's the old adage that you never leave your body too far because another soul may jump into your your skin suit and, and change you who you are. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a bunch of questions that you threw, just threw out at me. So let me go back to, and let, let me just start with dreams. What dreams are is we have... Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mom, I know you're at the base, but that job interview, I got it. You always say that good habits lead to great results. Thanks for the extra push. Love you. AT&T appreciates those who are essential on duty and at home. Learn how military, veterans, and their families get 25% off our best unlimited plans. Visit att.com slash military for details. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy, requires proof of eligibility. Terms and restrictions apply. Within us are the egos from our past lives. And those egos, when you die, you haven't resolved all the issues in your life. Nobody has. So there are still issues that need to be dealt with. So we have an inner conscious, call it your soul. And that inner conscious, that soul, is trying to resolve your problems. So what it does at night is it, it, it creates these dreams in another reality. And that's a, we won't get into that because that's a, that's a deeper subject. I, I do talk about it in the, in the book, uh, Our Eternal Existence. But, but what it is, is it's, it's, it's solving old problems. And, th- and these problems might have been five, ten lives ago that, it, that, 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 the, uh, that the inner conscious is trying to resolve. So for you to try to understand what those dreams mean is extremely difficult. Because if, 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 the, if that dream, if the, the ego that was living in that in that dream, the incarnation was a thousand years ago. What they consider a symbol, meaning something, something like fire, for example, might have a totally different meaning than fire to you. And this is a very simple example. I mean, you might think a fire is, you know, some place that you can cozy up with your with your honey uh, in front of a fireplace. They might their house might have burned down. So fire might be fear to them. So the symbols are different. So you can't, it's very difficult to, to interpret those, those dreams. However, if you 
tell your subconscious that you want a problem solved, it will solve it for you. It will go and resolve it and decide what is the best solution. And then through intuition, it'll, uh, it'll come your way. So dreams are extremely important. Matter of fact, you probably couldn't live on this physical planet if you didn't dream and every, everything dreams. Okay, so what, what about nightmares? Night, nightmares are when you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing a bad dream. I mean, some of these old problems that have to be dealt with are, are real problems. And, and, and you're, you know, all you see is a, a small part of that nightmare. That's all you see is a small part of the dream. Dreams last, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And then it goes on to another segment. But the dreams keep coming back and coming back until they're resolved. So that's what a nightmare is. It's a, it's a bad experience that's being worked out by your, by your uh, soul, your inner conscious. Is it a reality? Absolutely. It is every bit of a reality as the physical world is. Because it's a psychological experience. And the only thing that that counts is our psychological experiences we look at the physical world and and we and it's full of symbols and, and our 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 body is a symbol our body is a symbol in the physical world of our of our soul and and everything that we look at is a, is a symbol so these symbols actually exist in the uh, in the dream reality, and the dream reality is not our reality. It's not a space-time reality. It's if you look at uh, at time, time doesn't really exist in a dream. And also, look how fast things change. I mean, a, a building can turn into a field simultaneously. Well, that's actually happening, but it's happening in another reality that you you're able to focus on. When you're awake, you focus on the physical world. When you're asleep, your uh, your inner self will focus on the uh, on the dream world, and actually, the inner self is working on that dream world even when you're awake, but you don't see it because you're focused here. And 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 most of the time, when you sleep, your your ego is is not focused on the dreams, but occasionally it does, and it's normally right, almost always when you're just waking up. All right. Well, I have to ask you then, what is reality? <laughs> reality is how you perceive the energy around you. And so we have our five outer senses. And those five outer senses perceive the energy, the physical energy around us. And quite frankly, when you go to the astral plane, you have a body, a vehicle, if you will, an astral body that is within you right now that perceives the uh the 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 uh astral plane and all of these different fields or planes that i talked about the the all, all uh six of them that we travel through that none of them are real the only thing that's real is the psychological reality of the tau of the universal conscious. So after you've gone through all of these, these realities, these illusions, uh, you get back to what actual reality is. And there is a place for reality, but all of these illusions, which are set up for us to learn and have experiences, 
they're all illusions. None of them are are real. They're just energy put in places, and then you have you have sensors that can can sense that that uh, that energy in that in that position, and and that's and that's what the reality is. So our reality is an illusion. Three minutes ago, or two minutes ago, before we got to go to break here at the bottom of the hour, author David Goggin is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. We're talking about what is reality. Then, you know, what? How do we know, or if we're in a matrix or not, living in that situation? Well, um, you're you're in you're in a matrix that you chose, so to speak. But but you chose it. Uh, it's it's set up for you know, for you to have certain experiences, it's not a, it, it is sort of a matrix, but it's not, it's not like the show, the matrix show. It's, you know, this is, this is for certain experiences that we chose, we decided that we wanted. And the we is our soul that chose it. And then our, our ego, which is part of our consciousness, part of our soul said, fine, I'll go do that experience. That sounds like a good idea to me. Doesn't sound like that to me, man. Sounds creepy. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe it sounds creepy, but that's what that's what the ego agreed to when it came down here. Wow. It thought this was a good idea. Trust me, when the hurricane ran over me last year, I was wondering what my ego had uh, had been up to. It well, didn't seem like a good idea. Well, in the next half hour, David, we are going to uh, get to some audience questions here because they are building up for you. And I want to make sure we get some audience participation in here. So uh, I hope you don't mind because it's going to make the show a little bit fun, but uh, you are doing great tonight for your first appearance on spaced out radio. Very much appreciate having you here as we have author and researcher, David Gaggin here until the top of the hour. David is his website. That is where you can find his great book, Our Eternal Existence, A Metaphysical Perspective of Reality. And man, we are all over the board tonight. I don't know if you're feeling the woo. I definitely am. And that's the way it should be. So the woo is all about here on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned, everybody. The next half hour, right after this. This is a great show so far, Dave. Great uh, show. I'm I'm glad you like it. I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm glad you are too. And I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to take questions from the uh, audience. Uh, no problem at all. Love it. Well, we're gonna do that next. You don't have a choice okay. now. <laughs> Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah. Hmm. You've calmed my nerves a little bit. <laughs> believe, believe me, Dave, you won't have any trouble with death. The problem with death is the people that got left behind. They're the, they're the ones that are suffering because they lose their uh, their loved one. Well, it is selfish. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but but yeah. you, you got to go. I mean, you can't. You know, and a lot of times there's reasons that you go and, and, 
your your soul knows why the other person left. You might not, but oh, yeah. a lot of times they leave for a specific reason to help you. I experienced that this year. Oh, really? <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Who'd you lose? My mother. Oh, boy. Yeah. Lost my mother. Yeah. And um, hi, Zoria. How you doing? Um, I was stuck in a drive-thru. And heading to my mom's uh, nursing home and pulled out of the drive-thru, uh, went to another one to get my, my coffee for the morning, pull into the parking lot, and literally just hit stop on my engine. And my phone rings, and it's my sister saying, Mom's gone. Mm. And I know why. I totally know why. It's... I'm not even mad about it. I, I was mad because I quickly ran in, and there she was, gone, and I threw my hat against the wall, and I'm like, Hey, Diane, holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mom, I know you're at the base, but that job interview, I got it. You always say that good habits lead to great results. Thanks for the extra push. Love you. AT&T appreciates those who are essential on duty and at home. Learn how military, veterans, and their families get 25% off our best unlimited plans. Visit att.com slash military for details. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Requires proof of eligibility. Terms and restrictions apply. You idiot. You missed this by a few minutes. You know, like, what were you thinking? But then I realized that, number one, uh, she didn't allow my dad to see her go. Because my dad wouldn't have let her go. So she had to do it when my dad was gone. Number two, there is no way in hell that my mother would have passed away in front of my son. No way. And because he, okay. he's the baby. And there's no way she would have allowed that. Um, number three, my sister lost her only child in 2018. And uh, he was um, 29 years old. He passed away of a fentanyl overdose. And the day before my mother passed away, uh, she was talking to my nephew uh, in the room right in front of us. So my nephew was there from the other side, ready to take my mom home, wherever home is. And so... My sister, my eldest sister, never got to say goodbye to her son. And it was my eldest sister, knowing that my nephew was in the room on the other side to bring grandma across, it was my sister who was holding my mom's hand uh, when she crossed. Okay. And so I can't be upset about that. I've tried, but I'm not. Yeah. You know, that's well, the way I, it was supposed to have be. Have you tried to get in, in touch with her, Dave? Um, she's not ready yet. Okay. 
I've, okay. I, I, she, I know she's in my dad, you know, in my mom and dad's house. Okay. I know that for a fact. She's really watching over my dad right now because my dad's having a tough time. Okay. Okay. So. But you, you can, in time, you can, you can talk to her, you can communicate with her. And, uh, I, you know, now you're, you're in a little bit more difficult situation because you're in a town of a hundred people and I don't know how many mediums are in your town. There oh, may not be a lot. I have access. I got access. Uh, there you go. Yeah. And, and you don't even have to be there. You can talk to them on the phone. You can communicate that way. Oh, I, I'm, yeah. When I'm ready, I'll, I'll try and reach out to mom, but she'll let me know. I, I'm intuitive enough to know when she'll want to do that, if she will. Okay. <clears throat> so she hasn't okay. reached out yet. Um, I know why. And it's because of my father. Okay. So that's why. But like the okay. last the last time I was at my parents' house, could totally feel my mom's energy all over the place. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure that's the case. I mean, yeah. they, they were married 54 years, so. Yeah. All right, bear with me here, my friend. Thank you to Louie, Jennifer, Kira, and Maggie for the super chats. Here we go, everybody. Hard to believe we're already through halfway of this show tonight. It is cruising on by. That's why we love Spaced Out Radio. My name is Dave Scott. So glad you are tuning us on in tonight. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button. We're on every major podcast network from Spotify to iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and everything in between. Our website spacedoutradio.com we have a plethora of features for you rock out to bumblefoot read the newswire check out our swag as well follow us on twitter at spaced out radio instagram at spaced out radio show and you can join us on patreon by joining the sor space travelers club right till the top of the hour we have author david gagan who has a great book out our eternal existence a metaphysical perspective of reality, which can be found on his website, davidgagan.com. It's an interesting read about death, especially if you want to know what happens when you die. Oh, it's a good one. David, thank you so much for being here tonight. It's been a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, I've enjoyed it tremendously, Dave. Let's get to some audience questions. Start with Major Lee here. Do bugs have an afterlife? Everything has an afterlife. Bugs, everything. It's it, bugs are just part of the evolutionary uh, uh, stage. You start out extremely small, and you work your way up much greater than we are. And bugs have an afterlife, just like every every everything else. It's amazing how many religions out there say that um, that there is animals like dogs or cats. Or horses don't have spirit. That's crazy. Really is. Really yeah. is. I mean, all you got to do is look at your pet. 
you look at your pet and he, you know, your pet dog or pet cat, you, you just, you know, they have a spirit in them. You know, they do. Well, I always found it funny that if they don't, you know, when my little dog zero died a few years ago and she died happy, she uh, died eating a sandwich or a hot, <laughs> a hot dog, to be honest. Uh, All right. But nonetheless, that night, I crawl into bed after the show, and I had to tell her to move over because she <laughs> wouldn't let me in. I saw her underneath the blanket okay. where she likes to be. Okay. And, I believe it. And then she disappeared. It was amazing. Amazing mm. experience. The, de- yeah. the demon wants to know, why do Hindus seem to have more reported experiences of reincarnation? Because it's uh, in their culture. Their their culture accepts reincarnation. So here you would, you know, in, in our culture, and I, and I don't know what percentage, but if you're a Christian uh, or, or Jewish these days, uh, they poo-poo it. If you're into science and you're not into religion, science poo-poos it. Well, Hinduism and Buddhism, they accept it. So there's no more... Uh, 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 just uh, uh, um, conditions no more than any other place, but they're reported more in uh, in the religions that uh, accept it. All right, let's continue on here as we go to Stephen in the United Kingdom, who's asking: Does life end when the body stops, or continues with the spirit? Continues with the spirit. Uh, your existence goes on. The life of your body stops, but your existence, who you are, uh, Dave Gagan, you know, Dave Scott, we go on as individuals eternally. We will always remember, uh, this life and who we were and what we did in this life. We'll become much greater. We'll become other other beings, just like we were a child and we're not the child anymore. But uh, existence goes on forever. Hmm. Yes. Even if it does take you way out deep in space. Let us go (laughs) over to the demon again. Then are we eternal life beings? Yeah, we're eternal beings. We are absolutely, we're eternal beings. And we've been around for an incredibly long period of time before we showed up at this life. An incredibly long period of time. Okay. All right. Where are the souls stored? Are they stored in a heaven? Are they stored somewhere until that time? No, they, they, they are in the psychological realm. And, and, and the psychological realm has created a number of uh, realities, illusions, and the one we're living in is one of them. And, and so it's in our soul right now is in the astral plane. That's where it exists. But it will travel and it will go to other places. But it's not a matter of being stored. It's a matter of being active, doing other things, learning other things. You don't, you don't get stored. You just, you, there, there's many, many things that you do and learn when you're not here having a earth experience. So what are we doing in the meantime and in between time? 
Well, <clears throat> when when you die, you uh, uh, you visit your family and friends that have already passed over, and uh, you have a you have a life uh, review. And what you get to do is you get to experience how you made other people feel. And so if you had a good life and you were making people feel good, then that's a pleasant experience. If you were uh, a a fairly unpleasant person, then you get to feel how you made other people feel. Then you get a chance to relax and, and, uh, uh, you know, try to rest up, especially if you've had a tough life. You might, as I mentioned earlier, travel around the universe, visit other cultures, uh, uh, go fishing. You know, it's a, it's an illusion, so you can, you know, create create uh, you know a lake and go fishing and do anything you want. And then you have a life analysis, and that's much more difficult because what you do with the life analysis, you get to see why your life was what it was, and you get to see the decisions that you made and how they caused things to happen in your life. And if, uh, you know, as you go through and you say, okay, I had a problem here, and then they'll say, okay, but if you made this decision instead, here's what would have happened. So you go through your entire life and you realize that you created everything that went, that happened, uh, that happened to you. You were the sole uh, reason why everything happened. And so after you go through that process, then you can travel around if you want, or pretty soon you get drawn back in to creating another life. And then what you do is you plan out, you uh, do a pre-plan for your next incarnation. And, and, uh, and that's a complicated uh, situation in itself. Wow. All right, let's continue on with some audience questions here. Lightwalkers wants to know, how and who is able to access the Akashic Records? Uh, the Akashic Records are, uh, the, there's an Akashic field, and it's between frequency-wise, and all of these fields are just different frequencies and densities and intensities. Uh, it's between the causal uh, field and the mental field. And to really access those, you really you learn how to access those when you're traveling through the uh, uh, you know the various other other realities. So that's one of the big things you're doing when you're in the causal field is you're trying to learn how to how to uh, get get at those records and and understand them. However, within every one of us, there are is basic data, which is the memory of what we've done in this life, is within us. And so when somebody down here thinks that they're, they're uh, uh, going into the Akashic Records, what they're really doing is, is they're able to go into your records inside you and find out some of the things that have gone on in your life. But uh, it's very difficult to reach the Akashic Records uh, of... Uh, you know, in the Akashic field. Now, I'm not saying nobody can do it. I think Edgar Casey had that capability, and somehow or other, he was able to tap into his soul that uh, that helped him helped him do that. And his essence, his upper upper spirit. But it's not easy to get into those records. Definitely not. Okay, 
Let us continue on here and go to Big J. Do you have any remedies for generational curses? Generational curses. No, I don't have any remedies for uh, uh, generational uh, curses. Uh, I think the uh, the best thing to do is uh, not focus on them. If you focus on a curse or what you think is a curse, you will you will draw it to you. You will pull it in. If if you uh, if you do not think about it and then you do not worry about it, it it won't do you any harm because it's it's won't be attached to you so if you could get it out of your mind and that's not an easy thing to do a matter of fact changing your beliefs is one of the most difficult things you could possibly do but if you believe the same thing uh when you die that you believed when you were born you didn't you didn't evolve very far so the key with these things is don't uh don't buy into it that it has to be something that uh, is going to affect you. As soon as you think it is, then you'll, then you'll attract it to you. Let's continue on with Stephen over in the UK. Where does the spirit wait while it's deciding what to come back as? In the astral uh, field. Um, the spirit, uh, you know, it does what, you know, what I was, you know, I was going through telling you about, but that's, that's where it is. It's in the astral field. And we just go back and forth from the astral to the physical until we're done doing the uh, reincarnations. Major Lee has a pair of questions here. How do you define sentient life? You there, Dave? I am. Sorry. Major Lee has a question here. How do you define sentient life? Uh, It's... It's when you have reached the uh, level of being able to reason. So when, you know, we're, we're sentient because uh, being human, well, I'll tell you, uh, uh, cetaceans, which are the, the whales and the uh, dolphins, have, uh, have a reasoning capability as well. But that's basically what it is. Before that, you have a group, or right below it is a hive soul, and you do, really don't have uh, responsibility for your actions and thoughts. So, so that's really what it is when, when you've got the capability to, uh, to reason, and then you're, uh, you're hooked on responsibility too. Okay. Continuing on. And let's see, we've asked that one. Let's go to this one from Lee. Will I see my dogs in the afternight life? And will they see me? Absolutely. It's kind of a cool question. Yeah, but absolutely. Yeah, my deceased. And you'll be able to communicate with them then too, because you communicate telepathically. So uh, you can uh, talk to them, and they can tell you how they felt about your, you know, being your pet. <laughs> my one deceased dog actually, on a spiritual quest that I was on, actually appeared to me and showed me an image of a sunset with me fly fishing, standing in the lake, and him sitting on the sand waiting for me. Because my dog used to love to go fishing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, they, you know, and they, he showed you an image telepathically. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Toe Tag would like to know, what's the difference between the soul and spirit? Well, you know, it's, it's how I define it. Uh, 
in, in my view, I, I define it in our eternal existence as the lower level of the spirit. The spirit is, is a larger entity, uh, and it might have multiple souls that it has going on at any one time. Uh, so the soul, uh, I consider the soul uh, dedicated to the personality. But it's it's a it's a definition. We just you just keep going up. Then there's a greater spirit that our spirit is involved with, uh, and and probably used to be uh, our our spirit used to be this a soul or a personality even of a of a higher entity, and then that higher entity is part of a, another higher entity and goes all the way up to the top of the towel to the to the uh, God, if you will, or universal consciousness. Okay, let's continue on here. Let's go to Aaron. Can our spirits travel through time while we sleep? Yeah, that's that that's a tricky question because time time doesn't really exist outside of our 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 reality, and that's a hard one for me to explain in a short period of time. And and we and we end the rest of the show with me trying to, but yes, the answer is uh, is yes. And our spirits can travel to other places. We can go and we can go to the astral plane. We can go other places too when we sleep. Yeah, I mean, do you consider that astral travel, or do you consider that an out of body experience? Uh, the sa- I, I consider it the same thing. One, one is one, one and the other are the same thing. Yeah, it's it's a little uh... except, except that out of body experience, you don't have to go to the astral plane. You can go other places. You can go around. You know, you can go to China, or you can, or you could go to the moon or something, or Jupiter. But uh, you can go. You know, so if you go to the astral plane, it's an out of body experience. All right, let's move on here. Let's go to cold filtered. Do you know what the astral field looks like? Have you ever been there? I've never been there. Uh, it looks, it's an illusion and it looks like what you want it to look like. And you have more power there to make it appear like you want it to appear. So, uh, if you want, you know, if you want it to, uh, look like a fishing village, then it'll look like a fishing village for you while you need it to look like a fishing village. It's an illusion. Okay. Let's go to dope diva. How do you know if there's a spirit in your home then? Well, uh, there probably are spirits in, in your home. Uh, you just you just don't notice them. Um, if you if if it, if it was an apparition, you might you might know. But I, I think there's spirits all over us. I mean, the the, the all of these diff, different fields are co-located. So you don't really go anywhere when you go into the uh, uh, into the astral field. That's why it's so easy to uh, to communicate with people, you know, after they've died because they really haven't gone anywhere. They're you know they're physically co-located with us. There's probably a lot of spirits around. They don't have any. Uh, they don't have any interface with us. Oh, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, I look at my area here. I mean, everything seems haunted. You know, I talk to even new people who move in to our area, and I'm like, how haunted is your house? And they're like, well, we've never lived in a haunted house before, and yet here we are. <laughs> you, you know, I <laughs> I don't know what it is about my community, but it all seems haunted. 
Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This podcast brought to you by Ring. This holiday, give the gifts that keep on giving with Ring video doorbells, cams, and alarm. Find gifts that help handle all those deliveries. Hey, again? Uh, leave it behind the chair. Gifts that tell you when creatures are stirring? Biscuit, get away from the ornaments. Good girl. And gifts that deliver peace of mind during your holiday travel. Away and armed. Find something for everyone at ring.com. Shop great gifts for any home at ring.com. Okay. It really does. It. Really yeah. does. Okay, let, let us go to another question here. Hold on. Let's go to rain. Do we get to heaven at some point? Heaven heaven doesn't really exist. There is no such thing as heaven, depending on how you want to define it. Um, heaven is defined by the uh, by Christianity primarily as this place you go and you sit and uh, you know you're with God and such. Well, the fact of the matter is you're part of God. You're a low part. But you are part of it, and you're always trying to grow and to and to do more. So if you want to call when you're with the towel, uh, you know, and you're done with the cycle through all of these uh, uh, realms, uh, the illusions, you want to call that heaven fine, but you're busy there too. You're, you know, you're saying, okay, well, what am I going to do next? Let's go plan something out. Let's, uh, you know, um, so... You know, heaven is all yet how you want to define it, but there is no such thing as hell. If there's a hell, the closest thing to hell is what you're living right now, and you chose it, and you're not being punished. You've chosen to learn from and have these experiences. All right, continuing on here, there's another question from Rain coming in. Can we talk with our deceased loved ones if their soul has reincarnated? Good question. You can talk with them if you can do, uh, yeah, if you could do out-of-body experiences. You could talk to their soul, which hasn't reincarnated. The only thing that reincarnates is, is, is your personality. So the soul is still back, and the chances of that soul uh, using the same uh, ego a part of the consciousness is not high. So, yeah, if you were doing out-of-body experiences and such like that, you could, uh, you, could, you could get in touch with them. Right on. Right on. Okay. I think we're pretty much wrapped up for questions for right now. And we got about three minutes to go here before we have to say goodnight to you. It has been a trippy experience having this conversation with you do you plan when you die to become come back and become a ghost for a while or what's what's your plans no my plan is not to become a ghost uh i i plan to uh focus on the uh uh on the next uh on the next experience you know you can find out how far you are along 
And uh, we have uh, three different stages, or excuse me, five different stages that we go through, ages, uh, uh, infant, baby, uh, young, mature, and old. And in each stage, you have seven different levels that you go to. So uh, I am told by the entity, Michael, that I'm at an, an old three so that means I have to come back for uh, at least three, uh, four more lives. And, and some of those stages might take a couple lives. So I plan to uh, come back. I don't know what I plan to do. Uh, you know, I, my, my soul will probably make most of that, uh, that decision. But, uh, you know, we'll just kind of see what, what comes out. But I don't have any particular plans on what I'm going to do. I probably have some karma I got to take care of. So, well, I think we all have some karma we need to take care of. Exactly. That is for sure. But it has been an educational night with you here tonight. And uh, do me a favor in the next 90 seconds, tell everybody where they can find your books. And uh, if you have any appearances coming up. Okay. Uh, The book is our eternal existence. It will be, uh, released in the UK on uh, November 24th. It will be released in the US on December 1st. You can go to Amazon and you can buy it. Uh, you can order it ahead of time and it will show up. Uh, you can pre-order it and it will show up uh, on the day that it's supposed to be uh, supposed to be released. And, uh, and uh, you can... Uh, you can find me on, uh, again, my name is Gagan, G-A-G-G-I-N, David Gagan, davidgagan.com, and uh, you, can, uh, you can see the book there. As far as uh, uh, appearances, I, uh, I, do a, uh, I run a metaphysical group here in Sanibel, and it's down a little island off of, uh, off of uh, Fort Myers in Florida. And I'd be happy if anybody's around here. It's a Sanibel uh, metaphysical meetup group. Love to have you. Love to see you. Uh, I try to do those things every, uh, oh, probably only every other month by the time I get around to uh, all these other things that I'm doing. But I'd love to see you in person. And um, uh, I just, uh, I hope you like the book. And I also have another book, The Endless Journey which is a preliminary book to this, if you're just getting involved in that. Dave, thank you for coming on Spaced Out Radio tonight. We very much appreciate it. Steve Stockton from Among the Missing is next. Then right after that, Courtney Marcoshani is here with the UFO Report. Great job, Dave. Great job. Thank you, Dave. I hope you had fun, my friend. I I had a lot of fun. I always say, you know, this is my favorite subject, obviously. So, and you you had a lot of questions, uh, good questions, and uh, I I think uh, I think it was a fun thing. We got, I think, got a lot of information off to the to the the, uh, listeners. So uh, it was worked out well. Quick two hours, my man. Quick two hours. It it did go quick, didn't it? All right, my friend. I will let you go, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to step away for a quick second. We'll be right back.
Doug Shelby is safe. The Doug Shelby is safe. That was a good show so far. Steven, thank you. Growing it myself. We got uh, 30 seconds. Big thank you tonight to Rain, T-Bone, Maggie, Kira, Jennifer, and Louie for the Super Chats. Thank you for the love, guys. Very much appreciate it. like to connect with us head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info now back to dave scott and sor here we go with the third and final hour of spaced out radio tonight my name is dave scott thank you so much for joining us we really do appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call earth hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around north america Digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. You can join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. What do you got for us, Clam? Railophone. Railophone is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com, we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter, at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram, at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon by joining the SOR Space Travelers Club. It is that time of the night where we say hello to Steve Stockton from Among the Missing for another creepy story. Hello, friends. Welcome to Among the Missing YouTube channel on Spaced Out Radio. I'm Steve Stockton, and I'm about to take you on an unbelievable journey of people just like you. Their stories and encounters will haunt us on Among the Missing. The Legend of Pohono, Spirit of the Evil Wind On a beautiful early spring day long ago, the women of Awani were gathering fruits and berries while the men hunted in the forest. It was on this day that the Legend of Pohono, or the Spirit of the Evil Wind, came to be. Three of the Awanichi women wandered along a trail above the valley to a spot where the mist from the waterfall fluttered below. They blissfully laughed together as they filled their baskets with grasses for basketry 
until their joy unexpectedly ceased with the emergence of the mocking wail of Ponoho. The youngest of the three women stepped on a moss-covered rock and moved closer to the cliff's edge to pick a wisp of overhanging grass. As the others shouted a warning, the Pohono grabbed her and threw her onto the rocks below. She looked at her peers with a face full of terror, and in the next moment, she was gone. The two remaining women hurried down the steep path to inform the others about the tragic event at the cliff's edge. They searched for the missing woman until nightfall, but found no trace of her. According to the legend, the woman's spirit joined Pohono and would not rest until another victim met their doom. Since then, the Awanichi hurried past the waterfall, and no one would sleep within sight of it, out of fear of being swept away to a spirit land of torture and unrest. Tanaya Canyon Tanaya Lake was named after Chief Tanaya, the last Native American chief in Yosemite. In the 1850s, a group of armed settlers tried to force Chief Tanaya and his tribe out of the valley and relocate them to a reservation near Fresno. During the conflict, the chief's son was slain, which enraged him and led him to condemn the battalion captain and all settlers who tried to enter the canyon. Even John Muir, who is considered the father of national parks, experienced the curse's fury when he was knocked unconscious after experiencing a dangerous fall. The canyon has been the site of numerous rescues, leading park rangers to dub it the Bermuda Triangle of Yosemite. In an email statement to SF Gate, Yosemite spokesperson Scott Gediman wrote, Yosemite National Park officials acknowledge the stories and legends surrounding Tanaya Canyon. However, the park has no official position on them. The Ghost of Grouse Lake in 1867, Galen Clark became the first civilian guardian of Yosemite National Park and patrolled the park for two decades. During September 1857, Clark took a walk to Grouse Lake, an alpine lake located eight miles from present-day site of Wawona. While resting by the shore, he heard a distinct wailing cry, similar to that of a lost canine. Clark joined a group of Native Americans at their hunting camp that night to inquire about the wailing sound he had heard. They advised him that it was not a dog, but the spirit of a young boy who had drowned in the lake. The tribe urged him not to go near the lake or risk being caught by the legs and pulled under to his demise by the spirit of the deceased boy. Where is Elmer? The following tale is presented in a National Park Service blog post by a Yosemite Park Ranger known as A.R. A.R. states that one of the more modern and bizarre questions asked in Yosemite Valley today is, Where is Elmer? Yosemite campers have been haunted by voices echoing through the campgrounds, calling out for Elmer since at least the 1930s. Elmer is a mysterious phenomenon typically observed during summer nights. Its origins remain unconfirmed, and the National Park Service has not officially endorsed it. According to A.R., when someone calls out for Elmer, it is usually an adult male hoping to elicit a response from another camper. This call is often answered by someone using the same loud and unpleasant tone of voice. Soon, a group of children join in, seemingly coerced into participating by social pressure or some primitive human instinct. A.R. says when children are asked why they yell Elmer, most would respond, because everyone else was doing it. On the other hand, the person who started the whole thing would say, because we used to do it all the time when I was a kid. In 1961, Louis G. Karcher, a park ranger, attempted to explain the phenomenon known as Elmer in an article he wrote for Yosemite Nature Notes. According to Ranger Karcher, some campers believed that Elmer was a bear that frequently visited the campgrounds in search of food. Others speculated that the children in the campground were fond of the elusive creature and named it Elmer. However, neither Ranger Karcher nor A.R. found these explanations convincing. 
And thank you to Steve Stockton for coming on in for another great edition of Among the Missing. You can find Steve's stories by going to youtube.com forward slash Among the Missing and hit subscribe while you're there. It works. It truly does. Why not? All right. We were going to have the UFO report with our new lady, Courtney Marcassani, but she is having some internet problems tonight, which is sad because Courtney is going to be joining us on a uh, filling in for Tib Senor, who is going to be focusing more on his movies and television shows that he's going to be working on here over the next number of months. So Courtney will be joining us very, very soon. Just not tonight, I don't think. So I'm still going to play the theme song because we need it for the UFO report. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Well, we're going to start off over in Washington, D.C., because there are critical concerns arising over the U.S. government's UFO office amid uncertainty surrounding its director's future. And this is by Christopher Sharp from Liberation Times. The U.S. government's unidentified anomalous phenomenon office was established with the aim of insurance transparency for the public. However, the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, otherwise known as Arrow, now grapples with an increasing number of accusations related to concealment. If its purpose was solely to enhance public perception, it appears to have fallen short. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. The Arrow's second annual report unveiled in October was initially leaked to Defense Scoop and additional insights along with executive exclusive comments from Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick that were shared with CNN. Of note, Defense Scoop was given the exclusive scoop on Defense uh, Deputy Defense Sick. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Mom, I know you're at the base, but that job interview, I got it. You always say that good habits lead to great results. Thanks for the extra push. Love you. AT&T appreciates those who are essential on duty and at home. Learn how military, veterans, and their families get 25% off our best unlimited plans. Visit att.com slash military for details. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Requires proof of eligibility. Terms and restrictions apply. Terry Kathleen Hicks assuming direct oversight over Arrow in August 2023. 
While this past week, many defense reporters, including a correspondent from Defense Scoop, were extended an invitation to pose questions to Dr. Kirkpatrick. This invitation followed the introduction of the new secure reporting feature on its website implemented through Google Forms. Liberation Times inquired with the Department of Defense about why Defense Scoop received the arrow's written recent report ahead of all other publications. Spokesperson Susan Goff provided the following response. I have nothing for you. This all seems to indicate a new media strategy being implemented by the DOD following Hicks's newly mandated oversight role as stipulated by National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2023. The DOD has become more assertive with its media strategy, although remains relatively tight-lipped in commenting on the challenges encountered by the U.S. military in their interactions with mysterious objects wielding apparent air superiority. So commenting to the Daily Mail before the release of Arrow's delayed first report, one anonymous intelligence source stated, they're patting themselves on the back that they've resolved over half of them. But we don't give a crap about the ones they've resolved. Yeah, there's balloons up there, and balloons are sometimes mistaken for UAP. But there are crap loads of classified videos that are pretty profound and pretty clear. They don't want to talk about this stuff because they really, really don't know what the hell they are. That's the truth. The strategy, which centers on emphasizing cases that could be resolved, is evident in the Arrow's most recent report, a case closure report featuring its appendices references a sighting over the western usa reported by military personnel which was evaluated by the arrow as a commercial aircraft traveling on a well-established air corridor and the uap office has also committed to disclosing another successful resolved case in the upcoming months oh isn't that nice isn't that nice okay so where is this all going well susan goff again informed the Times. Previously reported transmedium object has been resolved and the case details are being prepared for public release. Now let me pause here for a second. The one thing that we do know is the word transparency is thrown a lot around a lot over a little bit of time here. You know, we hear the politicians going through all of these UFO worlds and stories saying that they are committed to the transparent acts of bringing the story to you. The public has a right to know. Do they really, though? Do they really? Because everything seems to be behind closed doors. And it should come as no surprise that Arrow is not playing the transparent card game. This isn't Uno here, okay? No, it isn't Canasta or Cribbage or Gin Rummy. They're not being transparent with their cards at all. And there's a reason for that. The reason why is that they are clear as mud. And that is because they know a lot of this technology that might be being seen could be American. And there is something that U.S. government contractors don't want, and that is the public to see their own toys. 
add to the fact that they don't want this story out much longer. They don't. They're tired of it. It's the rebellious types like David Grush, Lou Elizondo, Chris Mellon, Jay Stratton, and others who just do not want to let it go away. That's the tough part. Let's continue with the story here. The nature remains unclear, and Liberation Times has requested additional information. The most prominent transmedium incidents on record involve UAP that seemingly enter bodies of water. One such event occurred in 2019 when the USS Omaha documented such an occurrence, and another instance took place in 2013 in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, an event filmed by U.S. Border Customs agents on protection aircraft. The Arrow's latest report does offer a glimpse into some challenges the U.S. military faces, though. There are some cases where reported UAP have potentially exhibited one or more concerning performance characteristics, such as high-speed travel or unusual maneuverability. Something the Arrow is less than enthusiastic about talking about is apparently active jamming from UAP. There have been many reports relating to this subject, actively jamming military aircraft, a hostile act if such craft are adversarial. In 1976, an Iranian military pilot reported losing all instruments and communications when approaching a UAP. Let's call it a UFO. Let's get rid of this UAP crap. In 2004, the U.S. military approached a Tic Tac UFO over the Pacific Ocean. The object appeared to be jamming the aircraft's APG-73 radar. Earlier this year, United States Air Force pilot stationed in Florida's Elgin Air Force Base reported that his sensor system suddenly malfunctioned as his approached of a as he, his aircraft approached a UFO over the Gulf of Mexico, and it sparked concern. Representative Matt Gates, who met with the pilot, stated. When he approached, he said that his radar went down. He said that his FLIR infrared camera system malfunctioned, and then he had to manually take this image from one of his lenses. In February of this year, U.S. Air Force pilots engaged UAP. See, this is the difference. This is why I focus on a difference between UAP and UFO. Because in February... U.S. Air Force pilots did not engage in UFOs. They were unidentified aerial phenomena that were man-made. Okay? They were man-made from China. That's already been confirmed. Okay? And apparently one of the objects interfered with the jet's sensors. Well, guess what? Technology can do that. However, such concerns are not included in the Arrow report. Commenting to the Times, Susan Go explained, so far we have not found any verifiable evidence that any UAP have actively interfered with our sensors. Regarding the Gulf of Mexico incident, she added, the U.S. Air Force and pilot also reported that this particular test aircraft had fuses blow on those sensor systems three times in the past year. Notwithstanding this claim, the recurring pattern of behavior strongly hints of active radar jamming. Reflecting on jamming activities carried out by the Chinese military over the South China Sea in 2018, a pilot operating an EA-18 Growler, which is the U.S. Navy's electronic attack variant of the F-18, 
She said, the mere fact that some of your equipment is not working is already an indication that someone is trying to jam you. Exactly. Notice how all of a sudden UAP come from China? See how that works? UAP don't come from space. That's UFO. UAP come from Earth. The aircraft involved in the Gulf of Mexico incident was part of the United States Air Force. There have been persistent accusations that the USAF have been hesitant to collaborate in investigations. While the event over the Gulf of Mexico made its way into the latest Aero report, likely due to public scrutiny, there are signs that full cooperation from the U.S. Air Force may not have been readily forthcoming. No kidding. The Air Force already stated that they were not going to participate in this UFO game. Come on, Chris, you know better than that. Anyways, what do you think? What do you think about this topic? I'm curious. If you're in our chat room, let us know. I'm very curious what you think. See, this is where we get a little confused. We throw around this term UAP so much that it doesn't make sense. And that's exactly what the government wants you to think. The more confused that you are, that I am, and many others are, by standing up to this UAP crap, it actually exposes us to everything that they don't want us to see. Or pardon me, that they want us to see and believe. That's the troublesome part. All right, that that is the troublesome part of this entire subject, is confusion. Because just reading this report, I'm confused what a UAP and a UFO is, and I've been able to define the difference of it. It's very easy. UAPs are man-made. UFOs are not. And why are we still bringing up the Chinese incident with the balloons and the drones? Those aren't UAP. Pardon me. They would be UAP if you don't know what they are. Man-made objects. If we don't start defining the difference between the two, this is where we get into trouble on a constant basis. This is where we don't know what we're talking about. And that's what they want. They don't want us knowing what they're talking about. They don't want to help us advance the subject. It creates the false narrative that was created years ago. Because here's the thing. I want to point this out to you. I haven't pointed this out to you yet. Remember what David Grush said? We have the craft and we have the pilots. Anybody notice when they talk UAP, there's never any pilots? It's always technology. It's amazing how that works. It's amazing how when the drones and the balloons came out in February, 
how they were quick to say this this isn't UFOs. The narrative going back to the To the Stars Academy was this. I was told this by an insider. The public is is ready for UFOs or UAP. They are not ready for the who's piloting them. And that's a concern. Because aliens have not really entered the investigation yet. They've been hinted at, thank you, David Grush, and a few others. But they have never, ever been brought into the conversation. Why? Because we're not mature enough to know about this yet. We are definitely not mature enough. And that's where the problem lies. So, I know it's hard, guys. I know it's hard, and you hear me griping and moaning about this UAP versus UFO study here on a nightly basis. But I'm just trying to prove to you guys that there are people out there getting mixed up over this, and that's exactly what they want. They want that confusion. They want those those UAPs to screw you up, to screw me up, to screw up every other podcast and radio host out there. That's what they want. Oh, yeah. That's what they want. We are going to continue the UFO report when we return. And if you're in our chat room, I want your questions, too. You bring them up. I'll answer them best I can. Spaced Out Radio continues right after this. Stay tuned. I want your questions, people, for when we come back on the air. I want your questions. Help me out here because I can't stand hearing myself talk for that long. Hi, Simon the Likeable. How you doing? the beard, Maggie. Poor Courtney. I know she was really looking forward to doing this tonight, too. She was pumped up to meet all you guys. And her internet goes down.
Uh, no, there's no beard combs or mustache wax in the swag shop. Great question, Paramar. We will get to that. Yeah, if you're in the northern hemisphere, start looking for the northern lights outside because they are dancing. They are dancing. She loves it, Mama Susan. I got your question already. Paramarv. Uh, Justin, no, I'm not going to be there. Uh, define that question a little bit more majorly, if you don't mind. Because I think you're building on a good question there. Yeah, sure. Example it. All right, big thank you to Rain, T-Bone, Maggie, Kira, Jennifer, and Louie for the Super Chats. Very much appreciate you tuning in uh, for your love and support of SOR. means a lot. Thank you. Here we go. Third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. Good to have you with us. My name is Dave Scott. Very much appreciate burning your listening ears. 
Reminder to all of you that if you miss most of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do me the favor, hit that subscribe button, our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read the newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and you can join us on Patreon from the SOR Space Travelers Club. We're continuing on with our good friend, myself, because that's who I am. I'm the one doing the UFO report tonight. Courtney Marcassani was going to join us, filling in for Tim Senor. She had internet problems. Yep, that's what happens when you live in Alaska. But we're going to continue on here. And there's an article out of Fox News that says the Defense Department has launched a new website last week to report government actively related or activity related to unidentified anomalous phenomena, otherwise known as UFOs. Now, in addition to housing photos and videos of potential cases, the website offers those claiming first-hand knowledge of a U.S. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for 25 bucks a line per month. I got to get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This podcast brought to you by Ring. This holiday, give the gifts that keep on giving with Ring video doorbells, cams, and alarm. Find gifts that help handle all those deliveries. Hey, again? Uh, leave it behind the chair. Gifts that tell you when creatures are stirring? Biscuit, get away from the ornaments. Good girl. And gifts that deliver peace of mind during your holiday travel. Away and armed. Find something for everyone at ring.com. Shop great gifts for any home at ring.com. Government program activity related to UAP to submit the information to the government. The department is committed to transparency. There's that transparency world word again. Notice how it keeps popping up. And with the American people on Arrow's work on UAPs, Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder in August when first announcing the website, also explaining that the site will serve as a one-stop shop for information that is publicly available. The site, arrow.mil. Here's the problem if you look at arrow.mil. Outside of the director's message and their mission statement has nothing to do with UFOs. They keep bringing up UAPs. If you haven't heard the definition of UAPs, here it is from the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, arrow.mil. It means an airborne object that is not immediately unidentifiable or identifiable. B, transmedium objects or devices. C, and submerged objects or devices that are not immediately identifiable and that display behavior or performance characteristics suggesting the objects or devices may be related to the objects or devices described in subparagraph A or B. 
the DOD considers UAP as sources of anomalous detection in one or more domains, airborne, seaborne, spaceborne, and or transmedium, that they are not yet attributable to known actors and that demonstrate behaviors that are not readily understood by sensors or observers. Anomalous detections include, but are not limited to, phenomena that demonstrates apparent capabilities or material that exceeds known performance envelopes. A UAP may consist of one or more unidentified anomalous objects and may persist over an extended period of time. What does that tell you? Confusing, isn't it? Very, very confusing. I don't really get it. Do you not think that we, as the public, deserve a definition between UAP and UFO? To to use a stupid analogy, if you don't mind me using this. It's like you go to a restaurant and you say, I'll have a salad. Do you want a Caesar salad? No, I'll have a salad. You know what I'm talking about. A salad. Well, is that a corn cob salad? No, I just want a salad. Greek salad? No. Just want a salad. Is that with iceberg lettuce? I just want a salad. Do you want one of those hippie ones that has dandelion leaves in it and quinoa and kale? Yes, I know it's quinoa, not quinoa. No, I just want a salad for God's sakes. What's the difference? Salad? UAP? What is the definition of a UFO? can't be the same as a UAP if UAP covers everything. I think we need to make a UAP salad t-shirt for our store. Just the same way it is. Let's continue with this story. We are exploring methods for how the public can do so in the forthcoming third phase of the secure reporting mechanism, said Sean Kirkpatrick, of all the sightings. I do also like to take this opportunity to strongly encourage any current or former U.S. government employees, military or civilian, or contractors who believe they have firsthand knowledge of a U.S. government UAP program, or activity to please come forward using this new secure reporting mechanism. Kirkpatrick reported, We want to hear from you. Sensitive or classified information should not be included in the form, explaining it is meant as an initial point of contact with his office. When asked about whistleblowers and anyone who wants to come forward, present present their case, and make their statement for the record, Kirkpatrick said that operational reporting is different. That is, pilots flying around and see something in his airspace and he needs to report it. That goes through operational channels. Other prominent advocates for UAP witnesses to have a safe pipeline for reporting 
of a sighting include, who guessed it, Ryan Graves, the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. Doesn't that sound like a company who would like some government budget? Previously launched a project to support commercial aircrew and military UAP witnesses who want to share their accounts of encounters with UAPs. Great. What's a UAP? Ryan, what, what is a UAP? Graves emphasized to Fox News Digital that there is no organized process for UAP witnesses and whistleblowers to apply to testify before Congress. So if you are someone in the public, perhaps a veteran that has had experiences that they've witnessed and you don't understand the process, there really is no services available right now. Of course there isn't. It's about mass confusion. That's what it's all about. It's about mass confusion regarding the subject. Remember, they want us to be naked to the fact that they know what's going on and we don't. And to start that, you have to define the sightings. And remember, groups like the like Ryan Graves' group there, they want some government money on this, people. That's what we call disclosure for dollars. That's where they are swimming in the pond like sharks, waiting for the money to enter the pool. And the fact that Arrow says there was no program before, there's always been a reporting program. That is a lie. Going back to when the FAA actually had a reporting number and email and address to who else but Robert Bigelow and his team at Bass. Bigelow Advanced Aerospace Space Systems. They were the ones taking the reports. So to say this hasn't happened before is contrary to the truth. There seems to be a lot of contrary that surrounds Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick. There really does. We got contrary to nobody reports it to anywhere else. Come to us. We're not transparent, but we're going to treat you as such because we know how to pronounce the word. Then, I think they get contrary and transparency somehow mixed up. I really do. Because it makes no sense. It really doesn't. And I hope I'm taking the time to educate you, the great public, enough about seeing the difference between UFO and UAP. Because we are getting screwed here. Always ends up with everybody or somebody getting screwed. Let us move on. Take some audience questions here. Let us go to Paramarv, 
who's asking, has any, have anyone heard of the government has acknowledged where the biologicals are now? No, they are trying to move that away from that statement of David Grush's as much as possible. That was a dangerous comment. See, every now and again, what happens here is when somebody like David Grush fires off a salvo like that, that nobody's ever heard, okay, that we have biological bodies of the pilots. They gauge the public reaction and what the public says on that. Okay, remember, David Grush is under major NDAs of what he can and cannot say. Okay, his NDAs only allow him to go so far. However, however, when you are in those types of positions, your higher-ups give you the ability to say something else if you want just to throw a little bit of spice on it. So they may all of a sudden say, hey, Dave, we we want you to talk about the biological pilots. Throw that out there. Then they gauge the public reaction to that. If there's a lot of public reaction, they may add more information. If there's little to no public reaction, which there wasn't when it came to this, which is weird, Okay, then they kind of forget about it. They do. They try and push the topic away as quickly as possible. Okay. The CIA and government agencies use a lot of celebrities for Twitter like this, especially influencers these days. They do. Throw them a subject, throw them some cash, put a tweet out, see where it goes, and follow who's following. That part is true. Okay, so have they acknowledged the biologicals, where they are? No, they never will. My personal belief in that, Paramarv, is that any biological entity is not in the hands of the U.S. government. I believe that if they have any bodies stored, it is with a privatized company that is not under any sort of FOIA request. Now, whether the bodies are fully intact or mangled from crash retrievals, we don't know. We really don't know. But I'm sure they're in a formaldehyde test tube somewhere if they're deceased, hiding right in the middle of nowhere or right in front of our faces, and we don't even realize it. We don't even realize it. All right. Let us move on to another question here. This one goes to Simon. Any news on the Jetpack Miner story? There is a little bit of news. There's a photograph that has come out, and it's being passed around circles recently. I haven't seen it on social media yet, but I've had two different sources send it to me. 
which is of an alleged mantid-looking alien gray standing about 8 to 10 feet tall behind one of the huts of peoples in these small Peruvian communities. And it's standing there. It is glowing white. Now, whether or not, and this is the trouble we have now, people, whether or not that's a CGI photo that's being passed around, whether it's a CGI or an AI photo that has been created to look like a being that's been seen down there, or whether it is for real a photograph, we do not know. We don't. It seems to match what the people are saying that you're seeing down there. But whether or not that's exactly what they're seeing, we have no clue. We have no clue whatsoever. It's interesting, isn't it? So that is your update on Peru. Let's go to Nikki. In the U.S., we've had 80 to 90 years of government control and narrative over ufology, and now their version of UAP. How long do you believe it will take before the government state what's driving? Two to five years? 15 to longer? Good question, Nikki. I think that it will be probably within five years that we get more into biologics. Maybe 10. The reason why they are taking their time, in my opinion, is that they have to make sure that they are not getting into any type of lawsuit whatsoever. They're going to make sure that information that is buried is still buried. Whether that's on daily communication, whether that's knowing that there are beings on the moon or Mars, whether that's personal bases that aliens may have right here on our planet. And it ain't out at 51 people in Nevada. I can guarantee you that. I would say two to five years because... If things keep going the way they are, it's going to take that long to flush out into the media. That's the sad reality of it. All right, let's move on to Nikki's second question here. What will it actually take for the U.S. government to come out? They don't want to come out. They don't. There's too many secrets and too much money in the trillions that state everything to keep this under the rug. It's about people. It's about placement. It's about what do we do when we break that story that we are not alone in the universe. That's the trouble. You can't break that yet because they don't feel that the majority of the public is ready for it. You got to realize there's 330 million Americans around the world, mostly in the United States. How would they feel? How would you feel if you're American and you can't say anything because your own government won't allow you to? Let's go to Justin. 
What's my thoughts on E-City Ranch? I think there's a lot of cool stuff that happens on James Gilliland's property. And if you have the opportunity to make sure you go check it on out. Another question here from Derek. David, have you heard the ramblings that the Department of Defense is coming after David Grush? Oh, we've known that for a while. We've known that for the while since they figured out a way to demote him and his NDAs by trying to. You remember that whole scandal where he was a, apparently an alcoholic saying a bunch of things after his friend decided to remove himself from life? And how he wanted to go to? That's where it gets scary. I think that there's big money behind David Grush now, and that would be the reason why a lot of government agencies are getting away from their threats towards him. We know that Jesse Michaels is his handler. We know Jesse Michaels has ties to Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel has defense contracts protecting American computers from hackers from around the world. He also is a money donator to Enigma Labs. A lot going on with this, people. A lot going on that we have no idea. But we do, considering that nobody is talking about it. Isn't that interesting? Why doesn't anybody want to talk about it? That's the big question that we need to figure out here moving forward. They're trying to cover it up. And we are better than that because we're not falling for it. And we can't fall for it. We must fight for it. And their transparency that never seems to exist. Right? Hey, we made it through tonight's show. Very much proud that you were able to join us tonight as we got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking us in the background with Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your horns up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at work, at home, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Facebook, Spreaker, LinkedIn, the Space Travelers Club, and on X, formerly Twitter, at hashtag SpacedOutRadio. Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we're watching. We own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. 
And if you want to bring a friend, we've got room for them, too. Good night. Hey, Diane. Holiday shopping? All done. Everyone's getting the new iPhone 15 from T-Mobile, and T-Mobile's covering the cost. Plus, I got four lines for $25 a line per month. I gotta get to T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us with eligible trade-in when you switch to T-Mobile. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Mom, I know you're at the base, but that job interview, I got it. You always say that good habits lead to great results. Thanks for the extra push. Love you. AT&T appreciates those who are essential on duty and at home. Learn how military, veterans, and their families get 25% off our best unlimited plans. Visit att.com slash military for details. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy, requires proof of eligibility. Terms and restrictions apply.